Hello and welcome back to You Want to Do What with Dan and Julie. Today we have Nick Howard on. Hi Nick. Hi, how are you? Good, good. So Nick is a garden designer. Um, he's actually had a, a few gardens at Chelsea, Chelsea Flower Show. Um, uh, do you want to just introduce yourself and a, a bit about what you do? And Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, my name is Nick Howard. I'm a um, garden designer and plantsman. Um, I have run my own garden design studio and um, design and build consultancy uh, in different guises for about 20 years. Wow. Um, so pretty much after I finished university, I had a job for a very short time uh, with another garden designer and then started off on my own. Um, so we build um, gardens of, of any size, um, kind of uh, small urban gardens, um, I guess, around South south london and um the home counties gardens are our speciality really okay so you mentioned you went to university did you sort of always have in mind that you wanted to go into the gardening world yeah i um when i was uh doing my gcse so when i was i guess 16 um i kind of was doing research and i was thinking i might do i really liked art and kind of geography and things like that and Mm -hmm. I'm just doing some research and I found basically landscape architecture. And when I, so this is back in 1995 um, and basically the garden design as a degree was quite a limit. There were only a few places doing it. Right. Um, so I actually did a, my work experience for a landscape architect and found the whole thing probably quite impersonal. It was, you know, just doing, you know, very large commercial projects. And I, kind of realized I wanted to work with more domestic kind of client. Yeah. Uh, so I then researched and found garden design. Um, so that's what m- kind of started me on my path, really. But I was always a very keen gardener. I grew up, I was lucky enough to grow up in the country. I had a garden, um, loved being outside. I was always, you know, building stuff in the garden. And it just kind of grew from there, really. Um, yeah. And my grandmother was a very keen gardener. So she had um, just an amazing uh, kind of, I guess her bedding plants, it was just, you know, as a child, it was just the most amazing sight, you know, all these kind of rows of, you yeah, know, whimsical and, and yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, to be honest now, I think that I, it's not my style at all, but when I was a child, it was really <laughs> exciting. So um, yeah, it was obviously in the blood. So that's how I got into it really. Okay. So how does the, how does the industry sort of work? So you mentioned you uh, started out, doing it for another company and then you took the plunge pretty soon into your career then to, to do it for yourself I did well I'd you know from my kind of late teens I, I was kind of on my path I mean it's really I, I didn't excel at school I, I really didn't enjoy school very much and I'm not particularly academic and yeah. when I started on my degree course I was pretty terrified that actually I would just not really like it and I'm you know I was potentially a little bit lazy if I didn't like something I didn't like doing it <laughs> Um, sounds very uh, familiar to me to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's often the way with vocational things you know you, yeah. you do maths and English and history and you think oh what is the relevance of this and uh, but when I started my degree in garden design it was it was literally like a light bulb moment it was I absolutely loved it and wow. I think when you love something you just then excel at it and I really did take to it like a duck to water and it was, it was fantastic. The best three years of my life. It was really a, a bit of an awakening really. Wow. Um, and yeah, so I, I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to go to university. And uh, so that's what I did. Um, 
and I think my goal had been just to do get my degree and I really hadn't given it any thought after that so when we did our final uh, kind of design piece and our dissertation and then it all came to an end I was kind of like oh my god I hadn't really thought of it <laughs> like what now so um so then I kind of panicked and there was a kind of job notice board in the university uh, careers library and I just phoned a few numbers and I got yeah. a um, an interview with another garden designer um, and I, I got the job and it was it was very much hands-on so I'm, I'm very practical I love being outside I love building stuff and yeah um, so it started off um, you know basic creating gardens um, mm. and but it was quite away from where I grew up and actually although I liked the job there were lots of things that you know everything else was quite difficult so mm. it just I just thought you know what I've got my contacts and I had my little, you know, kind of uh, jobs as I was um, going through university. So I actually left that and then basically went back to do it. Started with maintenance and doing odd bits of design work. And it really just gradually, I mean, at, at 23, I didn't have any bills. I didn't really have, you know, I didn't have a mortgage or anything. Yeah. So I could kind of take the risk. Um, and, and that's what I did. And that's, you know, I say that's 20 years ago now. Is it, is it quite a daunting industry to, to go into is it quite closed is it quite a small industry or is it quite welcoming and, and open and are people helpful um i think nowadays you, you know if i if it was like it is now it, it, i mean it's, it's kind of it's easier now and also more difficult because you know right. uh, 20 years ago we didn't have instagram we didn't have facebook we didn't have all those things where you you know you continue continually measured up to other people and i think i yeah. probably would have been probably too scared to, to start on my own. Um, and, you know, you see all these people trying to think, oh my God, they're amazing. You know, how could I ever be like that? Um, so I think I was quite lucky in that respect that I didn't really have that pressure. So I just kind of started and things just escalated. And, you know, I did one garden and I planted another and, you know, then they passed me to their friends and, it, you know, yeah. and it, I just built myself a really good little reputation and I still work very locally. Um, there are lots of garden designers who work internationally and I, I just don't, I, I like, you know, I've got my dogs and I like my life and I, yeah. I don't really want to travel very far. And um, so, yeah, I think it's in those days, it was probably slightly easier without the pressures, you know, kind of ignorance is bliss. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, definitely, definitely a lot of that. So um, yeah. So um, I suppose the other thing with uh, your, the level you are in the industry is it's, it's, it's not just a job. It's you, you guys love what you do and it's a passion more than probably a job for you guys. Absolutely. It is it, without a doubt. It is my passion. Um, and I think that's, I think whatever you do now work wise, I think, you know, you're going to do, be doing it for a long time. I think the, you know, th that is the wonders with, with technology, what we're working with now is actually, you don't have to be office based. You, you can almost do anything you want to do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think if you can follow your passion and, you know, you're, you know, instantly you're, it's much easier to do it because you enjoy doing it. Um, and actually you often do it better, you know, so. Um, I think you're, I think you're hitting the nail on the head there, but I think what you said earlier about the Instagram and the pressures, I think a lot of young people, certainly now, and probably for us as well, Julie, are sort of looking, like you said, looking at the other people doing things that we want to do and going, shit i'm never going to be that good or you know where even do i start but you're yeah. right if, if you have a love and a passion for something it might be scary to do but everyone we've you'll get there certainly. in the end yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the guys that are going to the top are the ones that love what they do 
Absolutely. And I would say the opportunities now, so although there's, you know, kind of the additional pressures for the Instagram, I think now there's also the opportunities to, to work collaboratively much easier. You know, there's, you know, you can literally have an international, you know, kind of um, network of people that, you mm. know, there's so many opportunities to volunteer for, you know, planting things. You just literally started, I guess, a bit like the, you know, film and TV industry. You start as a bit of a runner and you, you know, start off making tea and coffee and then you, do you know what I mean? You just, you yeah, can really yeah, yeah. start with the basics and then, you know, but it gives you a um, an in to a lot of people that are, you know, they're in their own houses, you know, tweeting or Instagramming and you can message them. You, you yeah. don't have to go through a PA or, a, you know, you can get access to some, you know, very high flyers very easily, which you couldn't do 20 that's years ago. That's very true. So, yeah, that's very um, true. Nick, I was wondering if you could uh, run us through what an average day for you would be like. Well, actually, the, that's the beauty of why I love this job is no day is ever the same. Um, <laughs> that's brilliant. Here, and, I, and I think I would really struggle with um just that repetitive routine i mean some people love it they you know but actually you know each day is different i i'm probably office based um probably two two days a week three days a week maybe um today for example i've been in the office for an hour this morning i was then over at one of our plant plant nurseries picking out plants then you know running those over to a job and finishing setting out and doing some planting and I mean it really is every day is is completely different um there are designers who just design so they will just be in an office and they'll go and and do their design work you know I'm I have really tailored my my working life to how I like to work which is you know varied and and exciting so I do uh client meetings um I mean it's even in these funny times that we're at, you know, the revelation of Zoom. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm now doing, you know, uh, design consultations via Zoom. And it's, I mean, it's really, really, it, it's so easy. It means that I, I can suddenly, I don't have to travel. I don't have to sit on the motorway in the car. I can, yeah. you know, do meetings in the evening, in the morning without having to get there, you know, and leave really early and stuff. So I, I think this, you know, how awful it has been, obviously COVID has been, been dreadful, but it really has opened people's eyes up to, like you say, we don't have to sit in an office 24 hours, you know, 24 seven now. Exactly. We can do everything we need to do or not everything, but a large amount over the internet, you know, pick yep. up a phone, send an email, get on a Zoom call. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, I've, I've actually been, you know, doing a little bit of um gardening at my uh, uh at my girlfriend's family's house yeah um, i'd like to say in preparation for this interview but that <laughs> <laughs> um, and i found it just so relaxing. therapeutic isn't it really relaxing it is. and you know the satisfaction of you know I, I like to get up early in the mornings and you know starting at six or seven in the morning and then by lunchtime you can see a dramatic change and you know you Absolutely. might have planted flowers or taken something out or but it's just i'd really recommend it to anyone just you know get out there and, and do a little bit of it it's you know that's the thing where it's quite a you know a rare thing to have something so tangible that you're creating and uh the project we're on at the moment is a you know it's a country property um and we've basically redesigned and rebuilt the garden all the way around the house wow. and you know it is so hugely satisfying when you go into a garden and you see you know i'm very lucky I, i've been able to visualize you know the solution very quickly so um i go and see a client the solution comes to me very quickly we we do the design drawings and we present it all we win the job and then you know i'm there actually 
making that vision happen, which is, it's quite rare, you know, and, and also it's not a, something that you have to do by committee. You know, you have, there's mm. me and the client, so it's a discussion. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's quite nice is uh, I work in uh, construction, but for, for what you do, you get to see the project from cradle to grave. You get to be right at the beginning with the client discussing what they want, create those designs, and you're there when the last plant is planted and handed over. And that must be really satisfying. It is. It is. And it's, you know, there's, um, I think because I run, I run a small business, so actually we're very much in, involved in every aspect of the project. Um, and you know, but you know, there are other, you know, if you, if it was, a, if you're part of a large, uh, landscape architecture firm or something like that, then you would probably have more of a niche role. Um, and you wouldn't, you know, it depends at what level you're at. Um, mm. but certainly for me, I'm involved at the very beginning and the very end and then an ongoing relationship. So we have clients going back 20 years. So when I first started, um, which is hugely exciting. And then most of our work, you know, our repeat business is through word of mouth. Yeah, that's actually that's out of everyone that's had a business on this podcast so far. Word of mouth, still to this day, is the biggest driver of new business Absolutely. for a lot of companies. Absolutely, yeah. because also you you know if you get on what you know it's a long relationship. The, the project we we're just finishing now. You know, I first saw them probably back in September. Um, did the design drawings? You know, the whole thing. So I've kind of known them nearly a year. Yeah. Um, and even the design process is a really good kind of long interview process. So actually, if they become a little bit awkward during that, you'll think, mm, I don't really know whether I want to do your card. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I, bet that's, I bet that's also a really, a really fun thing for your clients to get involved in. Because like you said, Judy, you know, in construction, okay, we want an extension. And then once you've sort of finalized the plans with your architect, that's it. You're not involved anymore. Yeah. But I'd imagine with garden design, clients actually get excited. Like, oh, wow. Okay. We could do this. What do you think of this? Is it more a discussion than you going in and going, we're doing this, we're doing this. Yeah. It's, um, and also they don't really have the knowledge. So, mm, you yeah. know, if they're doing a, you know, a side extension or a kitchen or something like that, you know, they know, you know, they know much more about what they might not know how to do it, but they know more what they want where, yeah with um with gardens you know they you know the instagram's been amazing because they you know they go through my instagram and they go through the website and they then pinterest and all these other you know mediums for finding inspiration and they're like okay i love this and you know but that's the thing we then have to make that happen they don't know how to make that happen they can't just go and buy a wallpaper and stick it on the wall it's you know actually i want that color scheme to flower you know all like that at that time it's like i wouldn't know how to start doing that Um, yeah and that's where our specialist knowledge on planting um, really comes to the fore. I, I sort of, I, as I mentioned earlier, I've been sort of doing a little bit of gardening, very, very amateur. But I sort of opened a Pandora's box, if you like. I got one <laughs> gardening book and then I was like, oh my God, there is so much to understand. Not, not, not that it put me off, but just like you can understand why there are experts in this field. Yeah. It, it is, it's not as simple as putting, you know, oh, I like that plant, I'll put it in the ground. There's Absolutely. so much that goes into it. Would you say, you know, obviously you've got 20 years worth of experience for somebody that was going to go into it to start off with. Is it, is there another route opposed to a degree or is that the best way to do it? Yeah, there, there are, there are other routes. The, um, the RHS, the Royal Horticultural Society do um, lots of kind of courses. They do, um, you know, there are lots of, uh, you know, even kind of voluntary groups, um, WI, you know, kind of WI allotment groups and things like that. So if you just got an interest and think, oh, I'm not sure whether it's for me, there are mm. definitely ways you can get involved. Um, and also, I mean, even now, you know, I've been on um, 
some kind of plant garden tours and I've, I've been around Europe with, you know, kind of organized groups and I've done uh, two of them now. And, you know, again, that, I, that probably took me back to when I was at university, when you're surrounded by people who love plants and yeah. you're sharing knowledge. So we do a lot of, um, you know, when we do get involved in the flower shows, you're suddenly in a melting pot of knowledge and mm. you will never know what everyone else knows because everyone has a specialist. They always have a, you know, they like one type of plant. They might like orchids or they might like roses or, you know, mm. people really specialise. Um, and just realising that you don't know it all, but, you know, if you love it, you want to learn a bit. Um, and even, I'm not a veg grower. Everyone through lockdown has been like, oh, I'm growing vegetables. Nick, what do I do? It's like, I'm, I'm guilty of that. I would go to the supermarket and buy some. <laughs> <laughs> my, my girlfriend's dad has actually just, he's got a, a lovely greenhouse and he's just tra- started growing tomatoes and cucumbers. Yeah, I've got yeah. tomatoes on the patio at the moment. I think that's a very common, as you say, um, lockdown theme. Yeah. And, I, you know, the thing is, it's, they take a lot of effort. I'm not a, I do not, I'm not a fan of watering. Um, <laughs> I, I keep... No, but that, that's good because you know gardens are are so different for different people. Absolutely. Uh, winter gardens, summer gardens, and you know if if people don't want to maintain their garden all year round, that's that's what you need to do for them, and that's yeah, brilliant exactly. that you see that. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's it's funny, but yeah, so I I think you know it's such a huge industry that actually um, there could be one tiny little element of it that you really like um, and others that just don't really float your boat. Um, Mm. There are lots of designers that do very high tech, um, high spec, you know, you know, we do an element of it, but the, the outdoor kitchens that, you know, it's almost like the living outside Um, Mm. and, you know, they're hugely complicated. So you don't really have to know your plants to do that. Do you know what I mean? So there's many elements of, you know, garden design, which you, you don't need a plant knowledge. You yeah, know, because can... it's it's architecture. It's you know Absolutely. landscape architecture. You know, it's it's about the 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 heights, the depths, and things like that. Not just the yeah. the flowers. Yeah. And also, if you work collaboratively, you can do what you want to do, and you just bring someone in who likes doing what they want to do to actually make you know your bit better. You know, so it's yeah. a, a collaborative approach which it, works really well. It sounds like it's it's a an industry for for somebody who really is quite creative loves the outdoors and almost you know doesn't wants to be their own boss wants to sort of you know i want to i want to do this i can see a vision and i want to execute it yeah. what what kind of is that the kind of personality you need to go into this industry do you, you yeah. need to be collaborative or what do you need to be like um i mean i so for, speaking from experience i love people um I love, I'm naturally creative. Um, I can, I have a vision for things. Um, and you know, I go, go into a space, you know, an outdoor space and I, I can see something beautiful and I'm mm. very lucky like that. Um, I work much more on a kind of, um, broad brush, um, approach, but there are other designers who work very much on the detail. So they, you know, so th- that's a completely different kind of personality type to me. Mm. Um, you know, they'll really kind of, you know, iron out every junction of materials. And I'll be like, no, well, I think that's, you know, we'll, we use a, I use my favorite palette of materials. And then, you know, it's, it's a bit more, you know, we're in a garden. It's not, it's not architecture. And that's yeah. why I didn't do architecture, actually, because that's about the, you know, it's like building a car. You know, it's like actually every little micro millimeter has to meet with every other micro millimeter and it's i'm not that detailed no Uh, that that's what would really appeal to to certainly me i think i i can sympathize you with you there about the big picture things i am awful at detail 
Right. No, I, I just, I, I'm not saying you are, but um, I, am, I, I, I just, I love to see the, you know, the big ideas excite me. But then yeah. when you get down to the minutia of it, I'm sort of see. I'm the opposite. I very much like that nitty gritty. Yeah. You know, I I do work to the half a mil where I can. But but that must yeah. that must um in your maybe work in your favour, Nick, when you're sort of looking for clients because you say this is my brand, this is what I can do. You know, you're not trying to adapt every time you get a new client. No, absolutely. And they, you know, my clients do definitely have to you know, I work a certain way and I've worked that way for a very long time. And, uh, some clients will be very detailed and it will, they will find it really frustrating. It's like, Nick, we want a planting plan. It's like, well, I don't do planting plans. And it's, um, but I just don't, you know, as soon as I get in front of a piece of paper, I'm like, Oh God, I don't know any plants. Whereas, Mm. you know, take me to the nursery. I will know what every single one of them is called, but I literally go brain dead when I'm in front of a piece of paper. Um, you know, and that, and that's, you know, and I think one of the things about running a business is actually very quickly you have to realise what your strengths are and you have to pull in people that fill your weaknesses. Mm. Uh, because when I first started, you know, my, my, my invoicing and my receipts, I mean, it was pretty chaotic. Um, <laughs> so that was a, you know, that was a big learning curve. But, you know, you're yeah, young yeah. and you think, you know, the first couple of years, it's like, oh, crikey, this is it's a bit, yeah. this is quite scary. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, you, you definitely need to know what your personality type is. And if you, if you can't fill every role, you need to get some help. Okay. Uh, That's quite interesting. Nick, what would be the real positives that you see in the industry? What is it you, you love about it? Um, I love the fact that it is so flexible and you can be, you can do as much or as little as you like. So you could, you know, you could go from one extreme, you could work, you could work in, in the city, you know, a big town for a big landscape architect firm doing multi-million pound schemes, or you could do, you know, be, you know, a sole trader garden designer doing, you know, a residential garden, you know, so it can literally be anything and going any which way. Um, as a degree course, it was, um, I think the failing of the degree course probably it tried to cover every base. Um, right. So you did a lot of things in not that much detail. Um, and now I think because I was, you know, probably second or third year intake now, 20 years on the, my degree is now split into, I think there's probably a dozen degrees. So you can go down kind of the garden history route. You can go down, you know, construction route, you know, literally interior design and gardens, you know, it's literally, it's so wide open. Um, mm. so it's a, a very, very broad industry. So speaking of uh, positives and opportunities, um, we obviously scrolling through your Instagram, which is fantastic, by the way, we'll, we'll put a link in. It's, um, it's quite relaxing to go through it. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's not um, when you try to put it together. <laughs> no, I bet, I bet you're color matching and all that. Yeah. Um, so you've, you've done some stuff uh, in Chelsea flower show, right? Which is, yeah. must be the, you know, the end goal for any gardener designer to, to sort of get into one of those type of shows. Yeah. How, you know, how did that all come about and did you enjoy it or was it incredibly stressful or? Um, I did really enjoy it. Um, I've, um, I guess I've been lucky to get, be in the right place at the right time. I've ne- it's not something I've always been really hungry for. And you're absolutely right. It is kind of the pinnacle of your um, kind of, I guess, you, where your career would go, you know, kind of the, the recognition from your peers. Mm. Um, you do really, I mean, we, the, the last show garden we did was a, a very a large main avenue show garden. And um, 
it was a collaboration with a sculptor called David Harbour. And it was, re- I mean, it was so fun. The whole process, um, you know, not to say it wasn't hard work, there was a lot of planning and it starts kind of, you know, in the August before the show. So we, we kind of 10 months of planning. Wow. Um, but you absolutely ring yourself out. I have never been more mentally, emotionally, physically exhausted than I was when we finished. Mm. Um, and then when you get the medals um, and it doesn't quite go what you expected, <laughs> that's pretty tough. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. really tough. That's a lot uh, of work you've had to put in for. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like, you know, thinking you might be up for an Oscar and then you just, you know, I don't know, you just don't even get mentioned. Or I don't know, I don't know what else related to, but it's, it's so public to have that, um, that kind of the opportunity and then also <laughs> the potential judgment. Um, yes, yeah. So... It, yeah, it's not always positive. The overall, looking back, the experience was incredibly positive. Um, but at the time, it was, yeah, a pretty pretty emotional roller coaster. Um, so you have to be pretty resilient. You know, you do have to, you know, just suck it up and get on. You know, if you're going to put yourself on the pedestal, you do have to, you know, expect to be knocked off. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was a good Well, you're able to take quite a lot away from it, though, uh, learning-wise. and um... Absolutely. And without a doubt, the, the benefits as with probably any industry when you're with like-minded people that work in the same sector is that real collaboration you know you you meet people that you just instantly click with and you know they become lifelong friends and you know you, you then it's easier to keep in touch with Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all that kind of thing and it's and then you have the industry shows and you know so it, it is very much a family, but at some points it's all can be quite clicky as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm very open and, you know, I will, anyone can, can contact me and say, you know, and that's what's wonderful about Instagram. It's like, oh, Nick, what plans do you use? You know, it's not a secret. I will tell you what we do. <laughs> it's uh, not a secret, yeah. But a lot of people won't. And I think really? when I started, it's like, you know, oh God, how much do you charge for a design? It's like, oh, well, you know, it depends. Well, on what? You know, and they just never tell you. So, you really? you know, there's a lot of, yeah. um, and it's not, it's a fairly new industry. So it's not like a, you know, you're working for a well-established um, industry that has its fees and charges that are just historically, you just go along with them. Yeah. You know, you do, there's a lot of making up as you go along. Um, so is there is there opportunity for um for want of a better word innovation in the industry is there room for young designers to come through and sort of you know i think it's one of those industries um that actually almost everyone wants to be their own boss um Mm. and i think had had i been starting now i would definitely recommend going to work for another another designer another small business um another large business just to see how they do it yeah, there's so much you can learn. I mean, I've oh I see God, that in other industries Even if you well. said, well, and that's what my intention was when I first started, but, you know, it just didn't kind of work out. And there weren't that many opportunities in those days for, you know, garden designers. But there are a lot of self-employed garden designers running small businesses. Um, and even if you, you go and do one day a week for nothing, you know, just to, yeah. to learn. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just to, as, a, as your further education. Um, I would have easily, I would have leapt at that. Absolutely leapt at that. Um, and even now is, you know, you run a business and you think, well, I'm not really sure how everyone else does it. You know, what, what are they doing that we're not doing? So, you, you know, you just, there's still very much a kind of, you know, learning on the job mm. is ongoing, really. What would be some of the, uh, the real negatives you see in the industry and that you, you know, it may, it may be the early mornings in winter where it's a bit 
rainy and muddy. Um, you know, weather was going to be my top <laughs> Um Yeah, I mean, we, you know, when we're in the, when it's summer, I mean, we obviously had a fantastic spring, despite the, you know, coronavirus and everything. We had an amazing weather period of like eight or 10 weeks of wall-to-wall sunshine. Yeah. And everyone is like, oh, you are so lucky. What an amazing job you have. You know, when it's, you know, we had, we just came out of the wettest winter in like 20 years. <laughs> Um, they don't say that then, <laughs> no, no, they don't. but you know, so that is tough because you have, you still have projects, you still have wages to pay, you still have a business to run. And actually when you have such, you know, horrendous weather, it, it, it's really hard to keep things on track on time, you know, keep them earning money. Um, so that's tough. It's really tough. And I would say we're quite unique in that respect as an industry, um, being at the mercy of the weather really. So um, how, how does that work in the winter? Is it, uh, you know, maybe as the more established you become, you, your summer is your actual active season. And then, I don't know, do you write in the winter? Do you write books? Or is there, no, how, how does... You know, that's the thing, as a gardener, um, the winter is your busiest time. You know, really? that's when, you, that's when you, you do all your tree and hedge planting between November and March. Oh, um, get your bulbs you, in for uh, spring yeah your bulbs so they your, your window for bulbs is september to december really uh for your spring flowering bulbs so there's a lot to do you know if you're going to go into an established garden and sort it out you do it in the winter you don't do it high summer um so winter really july and august when everyone's enjoying the garden that's yeah. where we're kind of like twiddling our thumbs and thinking well you know let's have a gin and tonic and enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> that's when you can enjoy the garden brilliant yeah. <laughs> um so, so yeah, winter is busy. Winter is very busy. Winter is busy. Okay. Yeah. Didn't expect that. Yeah. So I sort of, um, when you start out in the industry, what sort of income could you expect? Now this can be a very sort of average um, figure. We, we, we did a bit of it, uh, digging online um, and we came to the average income of about 28,000 if you're established. Yeah. But is it a long road, a long, you know, keep plodding ahead, build up your client book? Um, I think certainly as a garden designer, you know, um, you, you're on the higher, higher earning bracket. Um, horticulture as an industry is very poorly paid. It's kind of like agriculture and it's, it's wrong really, because it's, you know, I think the benefits of for mental health and for the environment are so enormous. And, you know, I think it's, it's not attractive to go, you know, often as a young person to go in and maybe earn, you know, 60, 70 pounds a day as a starting rate, um, you know, if you're as a gardener, as it were. Um, and I think it's, yeah, it, it's tough to, to get to, into, you don't, you're not in the very high earning bracket. You're, you're just not. Um, mm. You have more scope doing that running your own business than you do maybe working for, for another company. Um, but even still, it, it's not a massive, you know, it's not a, a very, you know, there's not huge bonuses. You know, we don't, it's not like the, the bankers and the hedge fund, you know, it's not that type of industry. Mm. Um, but, it's you know, more what, a passion, it's more a passion industry. Absolutely. And then the rewards, you know, you see my clients, you know, my clients work in those sort of industries, banking and all that kind of thing. You know, they're super stressed. They work enormously long hours on, you know, a computer all day. They have nothing tangible really to show for their work. Um, and, you know, I'm standing often standing in a beautiful garden on a beautiful sunny day and thinking, God, I'm at work, you know, I kind of have to pick yeah, yeah. myself. Um, so there's definitely, you know, it's quality of life over quantity of money, definitely. Um, and I've never been money motivated. You're, you obviously need money to make the world go around and to pay your bills, but money is not what motivates me. Um, mm. And 
probably it wouldn't be an industry to go into if you were just very motivated by money. Um, you know, it's, um, it's hard work. And it's, mm. it's not, every, every day is not a sunny day. You know, it's, mm. um, it can be tough. Um, but yeah, I think the range of, you know, kind of 17 to 35,000, you know, if you run your own business, you know, our, our turnover is about half a million, that kind of figure. Okay. Um, and it's, yeah, it, all companies are different, you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but they all have their different risks as well. So, okay. So what would be, uh, something that you've had to deal with uh, or deal with over the years that's probably not on the job description when you first uh, started out? Um, it's not just about gardens, um, particularly running your own business. It's actually doing the things you really don't like doing as well. Um, mm. You know, so that, you know, actually running a business, you know, um, doing your, you know, your books and your invoicing and your keeping all your receipts, you know, um, <laughs> when I started and you're working on site every day and you buy something and you put the receipt in your, you know, I was always, you know, fishing around the footwell of my car trying to find a receipt <laughs> or something. Um, nowadays, everything's on email, you know, then it wasn't. And it, it's a lot easier now. Um, so I think good organization as well. Um, and, and really the ability to sell your ideas because ultimately as a designer, they are your ideas. You might have, you know, you've had a discussion with the client. Um, you're trying to create a garden for them, but it's still your ideas how that's going to, to happen. And if you can't sell it, um, then it's going to fall flat on its face. It's just not going to get anywhere. Mm. Um, and certainly when I was at university, we used to do presentations in front of all our colleagues, um, you know, regularly. And, you know, you do a, a scheme and it might have been last minute. You might have been planning it for two or three weeks, but some people stood up and they did fantastic drawing and design work, but they completely crumbled in front of an audience. And, mm. you know, you just lost all faith in what they were saying. And it's yeah. like, Oh, it looks lovely, but they don't really believe in it. And actually then I didn't really believe in it. So, you know, you do need to have the ability to, to sell your idea, you know, without being a pushy salesman, you've just mm. got to believe in it. Um, yeah. Show passion yeah, and, 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 and belief in what you're doing. Yeah. Absolutely. So how, how would somebody progress in the industry? We've mentioned, you know, going to work for somebody, doing maybe some stuff for free one day a week. But once you're sort of, you know, you, like yourself, you, you maybe start, started out and had a business for a couple of years. How did you progress in the industry? Um, I think you definitely have to um, have a plan, you know, set your goals. Um, I think with anything, it's very hard, you know, it's, once you're just doing it, you know, you're working in your business, it's very hard to see the wood for the trees. Mm. Um, and you need to make sure that you're, I mean, I was very guilty of this, you know, I'd be out building gardens, you know, laying patios and things like that. And, and then you'd think, Oh, crikey, I haven't got the next work here. You know, where's the next job. And then I wasn't working on my business. Um, so you really need to work on it. Um, and I think now being collaborative and, and being, visible mm -hmm. um you know the instagram i mean we've been on instagram for a while but it's really only in the last you know couple of months that actually i've i've really devoted the time to it um and you know we post try and post something every day mm. um and and be open you know be um i think if you're going to progress you just need to be you're not an island you know you need to reach out to other people you need to learn from other people um, and and try you know it's, it, they're big monies in the beginning and actually if you can work with someone else to maybe share the load and you know 
provide something professional early on when you maybe not have much much experience that's the thing um mm. you know and having someone who's going to take a, a punt on you really yeah so going back to uh the 16 17 year old you would you um would you still go back into it would you still go back into into uh absolutely brilliant uh, it's um you know i i've got uh, nieces and nephews and and they you know they're, they're on their screens and you know snapchat and all this kind of stuff and it's like you know i take them to gardens to try and show them you know and they're like oh this is so boring you know? <laughs> and, it, and then you know it's like it's really hard to get through to people that it's you know when i was at school gardening was not cool you know mm. when i was doing my levels i did not say to my mates you know oh do you know what i spent the whole weekend you know planting some flowers and doing a bit of lawn mowing i didn't yeah. do that i wish i had because when i finished my levels and i you know i'd done um, I did a piece of my art A-level that was to do with uh, the Impressionists and how they use their gardens to influence their painting. Mm. And everyone was like, oh, I didn't know you like gardening, Nick. And it's like, oh, well, actually, then I took in photos of stuff I'd done and they were like, oh my God, that is so amazing. Mm. And my last year at, at school when I did my A-levels was, um, you know, I, people wrote in my yearbook, they're like, can't wait to see you on TV, doing a garden show. <laughs> on ground floor. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, I was really proud of that. Um, yeah. So, it's not cool initially and you may be a bit embarrassed that you spent your weekend mowing the grass, but you know, actually be true to who you are and be confident with what you like doing. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world. I've, I've loved every, you know, every, there have been some really tough times and I think, mm. God, I wish I'd listened more at school, but you know, <laughs> um, actually it, overall it's a, a very, very rewarding career. Okay. Well, I really, really enjoyed our chat. Really appreciate you coming on. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank thank you you so much. much. Thank you. Brilliant. Thanks, Nick. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.